Small Town Scuttlebot. Um, Liz, to make the uh, room feel a little more uh, accommodating mm. for you, I used a little air freshener. I liberally applied some... <laughs> Febreze and uh, I just uh, assumed someone it? someone had been murdered in here and this is a crime scene cleanup. <laughs> you can smell it. Is that it's, what you're saying? It's pungent. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that this is now a completely sterile environment. Uh, another thing that I did and from the cleanup, I just took a cup of coffee from a small town scuttlebutt mug. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And I poured it into the sink. There's about maybe an inch left of it. Mm-hmm. But the rings, the drying rings, were about four inches above it. So that's a lot oh, of evaporation, yes. right? What do you think the viscosity level was of this coffee? Somewhere between water and blood, where would you have Yeah, put it? I'm guessing it was quite viscous. Yeah. And it, so leading more towards the blood. Yeah, yeah, not quite molasses. But it, it had like a drip, drip at the end of it. Um, so I have a question for you. Oh, you I, don't want me to keep. I could do five minutes on the on co- coffee. Still, still coffee. Still, no, no okay. I think I think we're over it. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, I noticed when we were coming into the studio that you're limping. So I need to know: is were you injured doing like a legit physical activity, or given our age now, were you injured doing just a standard? suburban household dad thing like I tripped over the laundry basket and now I'm crippled. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good uh, anticipated, you know, mm. uh, I could do one better. Oh, all right. Yeah. The answer, mm-hmm. how I did it, mm-hmm. don't even know. Oh, that's the best. You, get up, in the, you get up in the morning and something's what not working right. <laughs> I got no yeah. power in the right leg. What's going on here? Yep. Uh, I have a, sci- a sciatica. Oh, I, a, okay. A pinched nerve yeah. in this. So is, does Dan. Yeah. I, right now he does? Not currently, oh, but... He's had it. Yes. It's tough. Mm-hmm. He's not kidding when he's crying. He's yeah, like I mean, he's position. been like, you know, thrown his back out a number of times and had a bunch of back issues. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why he he wasn't rejected from the Marines back in the day. He was or wasn't? He was. Oh, he was? Yeah. After college, he was training to join the Marines, and then he went for his physical, and his back is messed up, which he didn't know until then. Interesting. So, yeah. I had a Marine recruiter come over to the house on a number of occasions. I was seriously giving it Really? Yes. And so what changed your mind? Uh, two things. Ultimately, too much discipline and, yeah. like, no girls. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I'm sorry, but this is, like, went, like, cut me some slack. I know. Saturday right, night. Like, mm, I don't think I'm good out for this. Yeah. <laughs> Taking uh, orders all the time? The other one was... Uh, Someone I knew was already recruited and going through, mm-hmm. and they told me that the recruiter was talking smack about me. Said I was soft. The <gasps> Marine recruiter said I was soft. So rather than trying to prove them wrong and go all GI Jane and shave your head, you're like, you know what? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> talking about how my back. I said, well, tell me more. What's, what, what did I do? He's like, you're. you're he was re- responding to comments your mom was making about, like, Ricky, I don't want you to get hurt. Like, when we were watching a video of, like, these guys, like, crawling under barbed wire mm-hmm. and doing what you do in, in like, Paris Island. When you you're know? badass. Yeah, yeah, when you're training to be a Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I go back at the dinner table. I'm telling the story. And my dad's like, well, you know what? You are soft if you don't confront him about it. Oh, <gasps> damn. I'm, and I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, so I went in there. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing this and I'm not soft. I just want to 
not. I just want to get laid and not take orders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anyway, we we detoured. Uh, yes. The sciatica. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Is that okay to do? We always say that. We always yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the sciatica. It's bad. So if your husband is, ladies, if your husband, or actually women can get this too, right? Everyone can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, everyone has this nerve. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's awful. Um, but yeah, that's very painful. Yeah, you know, you know Leslie it. says I should go to the doctor. It's been like four days where I'm... Well, with... now you have a legitimate reason to go to the doctor. <laughs> yes, I know. But let me ask you a question. Hypothetical, if you mm-hmm. just happen to go to the doctor on a bogus, trumped up right. hypochondriac charge a week ago, mm-hmm. do you need to like... What's my credibility on calling? I, I just feel like I already used Ugh. my visit the doctor card. Yeah, and you're, need- you're almost in that category of the new mom who calls the pediatrician all the time because my baby, you know, has a fever of 99.1 yeah. or, you know, that yeah. I would, you might, you might need to let her like ride it out a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. So I do have a related story okay. to your harrowing tale that you bravely shared with our listeners last week of your not tumor tumor. Yeah. So one of our did you fill yourself up and no I mean no third boob and go oh no it's good I get mammograms on a on the reg you know so I how often are those by the way Uh, I get them every year because breast cancer runs in my family annual annual Mm -hmm. yes Um, so one of our devoted listeners Mm -hmm. who's also a friend of mine from growing up heard your tale. And then reached out to me and said, oh, my God, I've been worried about the same thing Rick was worried about forever. Wow. And now I know it's nothing. Yep. So I guess he was comfortable living like a potential ticking time bomb. Um, But now you've given him medical peace of mind that he's perfectly normal. Zyphoid process. (laughs) Shout out Pete from Wakefield, formerly of Waltham. What's up, up, Pete? (laughs) It's just your xiphoid process. We all have one. You don't have like an alien popping out of your chest. So I couldn't wait to share that with you. Good, Mm -hmm. good. So we're like, you know, giving our listeners laughs and levity and medical peace of mind. Yeah, we certainly are. (laughs) Speaking of those listeners, today's episode is going to just be uh, just... Yeah, the working title is News and Emails. I just wrote that on this file because, you know what, I have news and emails. So? I thought it was a good name. Very descriptive. Do you want to do the emails? Sure. And I'll do the news? Yeah, I love the emails. Here you go. We have two. Thank you. Two good ones. All right. Well, two two that I I thought we could have a conversation around, you know? Everyone else, I just email back. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Email number one from Beth and Millis. Rick and Liz, it's political season. How are you going to navigate the shitstorm that is brewing, both on the show and in your personal lives? That's a good question, Beth. I'm moving to Canada. Yeah. I'm moving to Canada with all those celebrities. Oh, what? I can't because Canada has immigration laws too? Okay. <laughs> and you can get arrested in Canada if you tell a quote-unquote offensive joke on stage. It's no. happened. Just Google it. There's, no. I can't remember the name of the comedian, Mike something, years ago, was making fun of someone with disabilities in the audience, and he was subsequently arrested. Well, I, okay. I, I don't know the whole story. I got <laughs> I got to look into this. Yes. But that guy sounds like an asshole. You don't punch down somebody that can't help no. their condition. But it also shouldn't be a crime. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. You know? Let yeah. the public you know, take care of it. Yeah. Right. You know? Anywho. That, that's not Beth's question. So, I don't know, Beth. Like, I am I feel like I'm just going to stick my head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. 
it's really, first of all, I don't really get involved in a lot of political discussions. It's not really my thing. I don't feel like I have enough real knowledge to get into like a heated debate with someone about it, except for sort of how I feel about core issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel embarrassed as a citizen of this country that we're basically having the same two buffoons on the presidential ticket that we had previously, and we can't do any better. And that's sort of how I feel. I'm I'm shocked that you thought all the checks and balances are in place. Right? We have the right to vote. You know, who can vote, right? Here's the process. It's all laid out there. Mm-hmm. We know who's who, but we, we're doing this to ourselves. Yeah. So this time, I'm literally, my I was hanging out with my brother who just, he's stoic. He just, it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter. It really does not matter. I'm like, it kind of does. He's like, well, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you going to handle this, Rick? I'm going to uh, abstain because, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to vote for Nikki Haley. I'm going to write yeah. her name in. I'm going to write her name in because I live in Massachusetts. No one no one cares about my vote anyway. It's, exactly. It doesn't matter. It's just a procedure. It's just a, it's I know. just, hey, something to do. Show your kids how to, how it's done. Yeah. You feel like you have, like as a good citizen, yeah. you have to go yeah. vote. But yeah. I know I, I agree mean, with like you. It's 80%, you know. Democrat and mm-hmm. like that. I was bummed that she didn't pull out the New Hampshire I'm, win. I am so disappointed, especially since uh, independents can can uh, vote in the primary, you know, on either mm-hmm. ticket. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, well, those are the moderates. Those right. are the people in the middle. Those are normal people. Mm-hmm. Boy, that base is huge. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yep. Um, anyway, predictions? Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I'll make a prediction, political prediction. Biden can't be the guy. Biden is not going to mm-hmm. be your nominee your nominee on the ticket in November. So I have two predictions. Okay. Okay. One, at the um, convention, Michelle Obama's going to be like, hey. <laughs> and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. And Oprah's going to show up and be like, you're going to vote for Michelle. You're going to vote for Michelle. And you're going to vote for Michelle. Everyone's voting for Michelle. That's what's going to happen. You think? Yep. Or because it's such a messed up world. Like, why can't people put, like, I'm mad at Republicans, like, my own side of the street. I'm mm-hmm. mad that, like, you let this guy hijack the party. Yes. Like, I mean, I know that it's up to the voter, but you abdicated pretty, you bent over the mm-hmm. barrel really easily mm-hmm. there. And then with the Democrats, it's like, just give us somebody, somebody. that doesn't, who's not on death watch. Yeah. You know? And then they're, they're, uh, the follow up. President Kamala Harris, it's just that can't happen. It just yeah. would be a disaster. She's awful. She's incompetent. She yeah. can't even make it. Th- I don't even know anything about her. She can't, have you ever heard her try to make a complete sentence? No, I've never heard her speak. Oh, look, look at her. Oh, boy. <laughs> she is fun to listen to. Anyway, just normal people. Normal people. I thought Nikki Haley was normal. Me too. And when that Vivek Ramaswamy hmm. called her Trump in three-inch heels, she goes, they're five inches, and you should only wear them if you can run in them. That's not why I like her, but I mean, it didn't hurt. <laughs> well, that's multitasking in heels. That's, that's right. like your thing. Mm-hmm. And what a badass answer. Right? And she's not trying to be that badass woman, like, no. hear me, like, just no. girl power. She's just, that's, and that's why I think she's a great leader. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing this, like, as, you know, I'm just doing this, you know? Yeah. Agreed. So, anyway. <sighs> All right. I don't so, Beth, know. I hope that non answer answers your question. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, Michelle Obama, uh, Oprah's the running mate. I would in love 20, that. Like, mix it up. Like, instead of just going with the same old thing. Yeah. You know what? Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. 
and everyone's going to get... Be, Mark Riley wants Oprah to be president. He does. So well, he might he, be onto something. He's got a new podcast. I'll, I'll plug yes. it. Chirp, chirping Zebras, two former NHL referees on uh, on the podcasts. Everywhere you go, like uh, Spotify and Apple iTunes and all that stuff. So check it out. Chirping Zebras. But yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to email number two from Steph in Walpole. Good show. Why don't you ever talk about you sports? Do a sports talk episode about U8 postseason rec soccer and the drama unfolding on the sideline. Just an idea. What is the drama? I don't know. Um, well, I would guess it's overzealous parents. It's just drama. <laughs> just dra- drama on mm-hmm. the sideline. Yep. I have not witnessed any myself. I hear about it. I hear about drama from mm-hmm. people who are telling the story. Do you ever hear... This is great. You ever hear someone being like, oh my God, you got to hear this. Okay, Liz... I was at Ralph's game last Saturday, okay? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. And you know Mary and John, right? They come over, okay? And I heard them say, right? And they just get into it. And then, and so I said, and then they said, and I was like, and they're all like, <laughs> and then the whole time you're hearing it, you're just thinking, oh my God, you're, you are guilty. Like you're, you're in the you're wrong. Perpetuating. You're yeah. in the wrong, and we're, you're wrapping up the story, and you're going to be looking to me for affirmation yes. like they suck, and I'm going to have to, oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What What am I in the mood for? Being truthful and honest, or just being like, well, that sounds <laughs> ridiculous. I'll see you later. Got to yeah. go. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most of the problems in youth sports really are the parents and not the kids. I mean, yeah. that's why there's literally like referee shortages for soccer, youth soccer, and probably other sports too, because of the way parents handle themselves and they're not comfortable letting coaches coach, referees referee, umpires umpire. Um, and it floors me because of, you know, again, Dan has coached youth baseball forever at this point. And I would say 90% of his experience has been positive. And then 10% is like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it floors me that, you know, in a town, we live in a town of well-educated people that they still live vicariously through their children and they don't have the common sense to be like, this is just a game. It's a game. Well, they have a that game. Common <laughs> <laughs> they have the common sense, but they have that impulsiveness mm. and it's instinctive, that competitive. Yeah. Right. You either are, you either, you run for the ball or you maybe wait for someone to pass it. Right. Like, right. These parents are like, oh, come on. They, don't you ever feel that on the sidelines? Like, you just, like, want to just, oh, come on, kick the freaking, you know? Like oh, yeah. You I mean, you want energy. your kid, you know, I mean, so Will runs track, mm-hmm. which is, it's a, it's technically a team sport, but he's an individual competitor in yeah. his events, and he's a sprinter, so his events are over like this. Right. Um, I get very, very anxious before he runs, because it's a one and done. Like he, a lot of build up. Yeah, so, like, my stomach is literally in knots before mm-hmm. he runs because he also puts a lot of pressure on himself. He he wants to qualify for states and all that stuff. So And he gets one shot at a meet, so mm-hmm. it is over in nine seconds. Yeah. Um, so I can appreciate... Would have been better if it was 8.9, but just it, Well, that's what he's... he's mm. If he gets 8.9, he automatically qualifies for states. So, really? You know, Isn't it no, amazing? No, no. A tenth of a second? <laughs> yes. What is that? Yes. What is a tenth of a second? And his, yeah, his, his personal record right now, his personal best is 9.1. Oh, so if Jesus. he can shave off... How does he do it? Two tenths. I mean, it's... Shave his legs. Shave, I know. 
he should really cut his fucking hair. <laughs> yes. Oh, he couldn't though. No, I mean then he wouldn't get all the all the ladies. Yeah. Post meat. So that's right. Anyway, I so I understand watching your kid and feeling a certain level of anxiety, mm-hmm. but I don't sit there and I and like yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's just it's not my place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So and I think also. There's a sense of entitlement with certain people. Like they think their kid deserves to be a starter or deserves to bat third or deserves fourth or yeah. whatever. I don't yeah. know what the best Well, that's the stuff is, that I always hear about and I have never seen it. And um, mm. I'm pretty. Oh, it happens. Yeah. I, I'm a fortunate, innocent bystander at sporting events. So mm-hmm. maybe we should go, you know, like as this uh, listener oh, yeah. suggests, we go to the sidelines and we stir shit up. Oh, that would be great. Be like, what do you think of that guy over there? Mm-hmm. Because he just said, <laughs> after I prompted him. We just planned. Him, <laughs> after I prompted him to make a comment about your hat, he finally said, <laughs> before he told me to go away, he said, I don't care for it. <laughs> your response, sir. Are you going to take that? <laughs> oh, well, thank you, listeners. We always love to hear from you. Keep them coming. Yep. Okay, news. <laughs> news with Rick. Men are going to brutal boot camps to reclaim their masculinity. How did we get here? This is by Charles Trepany of USA Today. Oh, so I think I've heard. Of, is this like in Israel where you can go to like an Israeli, um, yeah, like military training camp where Mossad basically runs you through the ringer like you're an actual soldier? I think that's real. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, this one is uh, stateside. Okay. So, so this is a competitor. Oh. Right? If you don't want to go overseas. I, I wouldn't compete with Mossad, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here, I'll just uh, bang through this uh, article. They crawl slowly up a hill on their stomachs, covered in grime. One man moans after an instructor yanks him by the ankles back down the hill. Still keeps crawling. One man lies on his back while an instructor sprays hose water in his face. Another, wearing big chains across his torso, shivers during an expletive-laden rant from a bearded man who calls him a disappointment. These men aren't prepping for an elite military mission. They're trying to become better men, they say. If you want to be called a disappointment, just don't unload the dishwasher when your wife asked you to. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Man camps or all. <laughs> that's, in, that's in quotes. I should point out. Man camp. Man camps are all or all male experiences designed for men's self improvement have gained attention on social media where more extreme versions of these programs, such as the Modern Day Night Project in South and Southern California, share videos of the treatment. Participants endure, often to the tune of hundreds of thousands of views. Okay, so though men's psychology experts are skeptical of the extreme iterations of man camps, they say the growing awareness of them points to a loneliness and need for community men face in modern society. Okay, well, that's pretty extreme. Agreed. I'm lonely. I mean, just call up some buddies and go grab a beer or play some poker. Chopped in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Split it up. This is interesting. Do you, okay, I'm going to go one more mm-hmm. level deeper. Do you think this is like an extreme response to, I don't know how to put this, like the sort of 
woke feminist movement and men are feeling emasculated. So they're like, I'm going to prove my manhood. I don't know. Do you think that's necessary? Like, No, I don't think already? it's necessary. Well, I'm wondering if like there's been so many browbeaten husbands mm-hmm. that have just been corrected over and over. And they're just like, you know what? I just want to be that guy that just mows the friggin' lawn, comes in, <laughs> all sweaty, cracks yeah. open a beer. Yeah, watches football. Yep. And uh, my wife doesn't bother me about anything because mm-hmm. I mowed the lawn. So I'm the king of the castle. I'm the fucking man. <laughs> I am the man. I, you know, he doesn't feel like that. So he's like, I got to run right. through fire and be yelled at and get sprayed with a hose and have mud. I mean, what the hell? I feel like that's breaking someone down, not lifting someone up. And how much does this cost? Okay, well. Build Online is a 75-hour crucible. An experience, uh, the uh, modern-day night project involves grueling physical challenges under the instruction of military veterans. Those who make it through get access to a year-long coaching and mentorship program. It costs $18,000 to attempt. So this is where I all go. I go. If you can afford that, have you kind of run through a bunch of other things, and you're like, "What else is out there for me?" You know, like chasing some type of. I think you just gratification. I don't know. I think you just like challenges. Maybe you know, like uh, I'm telling you, the second the kids are out of the house, I'm I'm gonna convert a van into like a one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and travel. To- <laughs> but that's a little different from you know being chained up and. Being called a pussy and a disappointment <laughs> and crawling through mud and, you know, that doesn't seem enjoyable. I like a good physical challenge, but that just seems demeaning. Oh, I'll be called all <laughs> those things by other drivers that I'm cutting off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, no, I feel like they've, like, what have I done? I've, I tried rock climbing, did that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I did, I did skydiving. Yeah. I did nine. Oh, this is popular. Iron Man's right recovering alcoholic people that talk like they're born again like sober mm-hmm. you know yes. those people that are over the top like hey good morning I'm sober like good for you That's like, my cousin okay yeah, he's an ultra marathoner oh I was gonna say <laughs> those people they're always doing like they now they've replaced that alcohol addiction with with another addiction with a sport and mm-hmm. it's like oh I wish you'd just go back to drinking you <laughs> fucking. <laughs> No one cares about you. I like it so much more when you're over in the couch over there. Slumped over. The stories were so much better. (laughs) And the girlfriends you brought back to Thanksgiving were very memorable and questionable. That was wrong. Uh, If you quit drinking, congratulations. Yes. I personally haven't drank in like uh, over, what, 12 years? Yeah. Okay. So uh, here, I got another one. So anything else about man camps? (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> do you think there should be a woman camp you think women camps like f- oh well, what, if, what if i wanted to go to this camp can i not go because i'm a woman yeah you can't it's for men it's for masculinity well, did you did you listen to the article i just read <laughs> what you need liz is a woman's camp how to bake you know <laughs> Um, How to scrub a toilet. I want I want you to be able to go to a woman's camp and come back knowing how to fold a fitted sheet to make it look like a flat sheet. <laughs> Could you imagine? I bet I bet you there are those camps, quote unquote, mm-hmm. out there and like ultra religious women, men send their wives there to learn how to be little happy homemakers. 
didn't you bring up a while ago, maybe a year ago, this trend yes. about uh, these, what, Gen Y moms that are mm -hmm. all about going back Reverting. to the 70s or something like that. Yep. I want to be the homemaker. Yes. Which, by the way, as a stay-at-home dad, it, uh, it, it, it actually, it, you, it's sort of like uh, make it what you want. Yeah. You could sit home all day and watch SportsCenter and get the kids off the bus. So you could do that, you know, and then just while they're home, bang out some chores and yeah. half watch them. Or you could, like, uh, just volunteer or mm -hmm. proactively make things happen and have side projects and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, that trend was more, these, at least from what I read, these women, all they wanted to do was take care of their husband, children, and home period that was it mm -hmm. and so that like bum i remember saying at the time it bummed me out that they didn't think that they were valuable enough to have something that was for them mm. whether see, it's volunteering at the animal shelter yeah. or learning how to crochet like could be anything see, but th yeah. they were just very myopic and this was what i was meant to put on earth to do and my husband is going to make the important decisions and he's going to earn the money and he's going to take care of that stuff and then i'm going to take care of him and the kids and that's all i'm good for okay that's the women's perspective i didn't see it that way I saw it as there's too many pressures, unless it specifically said everything you just said. But from what I <laughs> no, that was how, that's, that's my interpretation. Okay, so interesting because my interpretation. Tell me what you think of this one. My interpretation was, you know what? There's just so much pressure to keep up, and we have to like be equal and blah blah. You know, what? I'm just not. I just, I just, I don't want. I don't want to go to a meeting. I don't want to go to. To be on a Zoom call today. I don't want to sit in front of a computer. I want to bake cookies. I want to watch SpongeBob with my son. <laughs> I want to take a nap at two. I want to cook dinner for my husband. I want to, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, there's certainly, if you That's are a stay-at-home mom because you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you don't really mm -hmm. have a desire to have a career or whatever, if that's not fulfilling for you, I totally get it. Make something but, of yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point earlier, you make it what you want and you can volunteer and you can yeah. do side projects and whatnot. Like mm -hmm. that wasn't, again, my interpretation of that trend mm -hmm. was they were put on this earth to serve. Yeah. That was yeah, it. the homestead. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. No thanks. When people say, yeah, well, that's the way it should be. Just look <laughs> at nature. Man birds are colorful because they're out there. And the girl birds are camouflaged because they're protecting the nest at home where they belong. <laughs> Duh. You know that guy? Uh, yeah. I love that, that guy. That Neanderthal? I love that guy. Um, I'm like, yeah, but you know something? that We're not birds. Right. <laughs> we are human beings. What makes us different than everything else that lives is we have the ability to reason and we can evolve. And evolve. Adapt. Exactly. So. Yes. If they want to be homemakers, that's great. You know, yeah. um, but if they were kind of being coerced or mm. groomed yes. to feel like this is your your track, mm -hmm. then that would be disappointing. Totally. Okay. This one's kind of fun. <clears throat> <clears throat> A fed up Walmart shopper has expressed how employees will need to put some extra energy into checking her receipt if they demand so. She's already what? a hero. All right, what's going on here? Have you been to a Walmart, Liz, in the last no, two years? We've been over this, no. No. Well, if you go, <laughs> they have uh, about 20 self-checkout kiosks and, you know, maybe three lanes with people yep. working on them. And you have to go through this process of, you know, you're now 
working there. You're not getting paid, but you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna they're passing the savings on to you, I'm sure, right? So you <laughs> ring up all the stuff yep. and you pay and then you bag your own stuff and mm-hmm. then you proceed to leave, right? You've been inconvenienced by doing all this stuff. And then the kicker is there's a person in a blue vest that says, Hi sir, or hi miss. Mind if I check your receipt? Oh, to make sure you didn't steal anything. Yeah, so I have oh. two. I'm carrying two bags of heavy stuff, and I got a child with me. Yeah, right. And this person wants to not just look at the receipt, but also line item verify, right, or mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, how far are you going to take this? Right. This um, now you have to unpack all your stuff. Yeah, and that's I mean, how, yeah. Like, what are you? Gonna... So, um, <clears throat> I've always been put off by that too. Mm-hmm. I have actually my own little trick that I do, but this woman, I. If I met her before, you proposed to yes. her immediately. Let's see what happened. The anger stems from Walmart's receipt checks and how she believes a new text receipt policy can help stir them away from steer them away from her. Ariana, a user on X, formerly known as Twitter, explained how she feels if employees want to check her receipts, along with how she will just refuse to show her text receipts through the new policy. Her excuse will be that she doesn't want an employee near her phone. Okay, that That's makes fair. Yeah. I love her quotes, though. I'm tired of them trying to check my receipt at the door at Walmart. Like, if you wanted to check so bad, y'all should have been behind that motherfucking cash register. Yeah, preach, sister! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Let alone I can get my receipt texted to me. So, now you think I'm fine to show you my phone? No! <laughs> like, I get it. It's their job. But that's annoying. Y'all just going to have to tackle me if you really want to see it. Because I'm going to act like I don't see y'all there. Well, fucking A, Ariana. You know what? That is right. right. Absolutely right. What is the point of having self-checkout if you are then going to have a paid employee check your receipt when you leave? Put them behind the register. Yeah, it's like, well, we have, we just took 10 employees working 10 registers down to one person checking and one person supervising to help, you know, stupid. It is. It's bad because what you're doing is you're trying to, you're taking, never try to take value away Mm -hmm. from your product or service for the bottom line because the customer sees it and goes, eh, that sucks. You know? Absolutely. That's a poor customer experience. I mean, I don't think Walmart probably cares all that much. They seem to be doing just fine, but yeah. it is a bad customer experience. But she makes absolute yeah, perfect love sense. Love it. Perfect sense. So do you do you want to know if she has any legal, you know, right to uh refuse this? I mean I'm sure she does. Of course, right? Well this is in Texas. A Texas constable Wayne Thompson confirmed that re uh, receipt checks cannot be forced by Walmart. Customers can walk on by. There's no law. That yeah, that's just a company policy. It's yeah, not a law. That allows the store to demand you show your receipt. And a leaked policy on this says uh, what to do when a customer refuses a receipt check. This is what Walmart says to their employees. Your safety is a priority. Do not force the customer to have a receipt check. Thank them for shopping at Walmart. Especially in Texas. Mm, yeah, you Get right? your head blown off. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to know what I do? What? I go to Walmart like once a year, right? Mm-hmm. I go there. Person's like, oh, can I see your receipt? I say, sure. I hand it to them as I keep walking out the door. <laughs> the I'm like, no, you can keep it. And I keep walking. <laughs> I just keep walking. That's amazing. And it's like, I'm like, are you going to come outside? And you're not going right. outside. You're like, you didn't come out. You gave right. up. You gave up. I feel like that's that the perfect way to handle it because you weren't rude. 
You mm. know, you weren't dismissive. You, uh, you... No, I was very dismissive. That's well, very dismissive. Well, you gave dismissive. them your receipt. I handed you garbage and kept walking <laughs> as you're trying to talk to me. That's so rude and I dismissive. guess it is. Oh, <laughs> you and I disagree. So oh, is that a sound machine? No, it's a blender. Like, but I'm, you and I are so yeah, I'm such a, like, people pleaser and rule follower. Mm-hmm. I would be like, of course you can see my receipt. And then yeah. even though I know I didn't do anything wrong or steal anything, I'd be sitting there sweating going, oh, my God. What if something accidentally fell in my bag? Right, right. <laughs> you kids, you kids didn't do that little slipperoo with yeah. the candy bar. It's like, check out, did you? I'm not going to get in trouble again. You have an eye. Uh, am I the asshole? I do. Let's do that to kick it off. All right. Why don't you put on your Walmart put readers? My, put my glasses on. Let's see. All right. Okay. So this is, let's see. And am I the asshole? About an overbearing mother-in-law who threw herself a baby shower. Okay. Now, <clears throat> baby- mo- wait. How how do you? She's the mother-in-law. Yes. But so she's her herself. Yes. But she's not having the baby. No. But she's having the baby shower for her. Right. Because she's the grandmother. There's no such thing. Correct. Okay. Go on. <laughs> it's juicy. So okay. Uh, after moving with her husband to be closer to his family, this expectant mother started to notice some odd behavior from her mother-in-law. My mother-in-law has been referring to the baby as her baby this entire time. She'll say things like, I can't wait for my baby to be born. Creepy. (laughs) This rubs me the wrong way for reasons I can't explain, but my husband tells me to ignore her. After eloping and skipping a large reception, much to the chagrin of her mother-in-law, The expectant mother decided to oblige her mother-in-law and agreed to having a baby shower, which included several of her mother-in-law's friends as guests, despite not knowing any of them. I asked if I could invite my friends, and she said no, that this was for her friends, and that if my friends wanted to throw me a shower, they could. I reluctantly agreed, she said. Okay. Uh, She wrote, so she explained that she and her husband worked on a registry leading up to the day of the baby shower, my mother-in-law asked for it so she could share with her friends. She said she forwarded the registry on. She asked me what design I wanted on my cake and cookies. I told her flowers because I am decorating the nursery in a garden theme. At the shower, they provided me with a mother-to-be sash <coughs> and my mother-in-law a granny-to-be sash to wear. Baby showers are already annoying and awful. Like, this is just making it worse. Mm-hmm. I noticed that the theme of the shower were circus animals. The cake had an elephant and balloons on it, and the cookies were animals. At first, I thought that maybe the floral theme was just too difficult, so I rolled with it until it was time to open presents. After opening up a handful of gifts, the expectant mother started to notice that all of the gifts were animal-themed, and nothing was from her registry. She says, I was a little confused and even went so far to check my registry to make sure I hadn't goofed anything up. I thanked everyone for their gifts and tried to sound as gracious as possible. Being a bit more brazen than the expected mother, her husband confronted his mother and asked why the decor and everything gifted was nothing that his wife had requested. So his mother says she didn't like the theme that was chosen for the shower. And his mother said, I'm going to decorate my baby's nursery at my house with circus animals. So I created a registry for myself. My baby is going to need a room at my house. So I threw a shower for myself. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh my god! The I'm husband actually, called his mom delusional. Blah blah blah. It goes on and on. So I won't. I I mean that okay. pretty much says it all. Now, 
You are laughing. You, like, you're coming. For, this is a, we're trying to be funny. I'm actually scared. Right. Like, I, I, like, this, this is, could this be. Is a, this is a thriller. Uh, like, this is an Amber Alert waiting to happen. Who? This poor expectant mother mm-hmm. might want to think twice about leaving her baby alone with her mother-in-law. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, this is to be continued. Yes. Because what's this grandmother going to do? This mother-in-law going to do? It's crazy. When she realizes this baby is never sleeping in this animal right. nursery. Never in your house. Nope. And if she is that that brazen and delusional mm-hmm. to refer to her granddaughter, grandchild yeah. as my baby, yeah. to have a shower for herself, all this stuff, do you think that she's not going to insert herself into every aspect of this baby's upbringing? Like, oh, are you breastfeeding? Oh, are you not breastfeeding? Or, oh, is it time to start solid foods? Oh, what kind of diapers? You should really use cloth diapers. Like, I mean, she's going to be a micromanaging nightmare at best mm-hmm. and at worst a threat <laughs> yeah and then she's going to be you know asked to step back a yeah. little bit the uh, the son you know is going to have to be like mom look come on you're right let's get, and where's the where's her husband her husband probably <laughs> jumped oh. ship along yeah, ago, i know there was right, no yeah, there I'm was out. no there was no reference to a father-in-law so <laughs> yeah he, he knew better he's like ah, he I bounced go. <laughs> yeah so i thought that was Crazy. And like, you know, you hear stories like that. That is such an extreme. And then I also know people who, when they had their kids and they wanted, you know, help maybe from their parents, like babysitter or whatever, their parents were like, no, I raised you like you're on your own. Like that is another extreme Mm -hmm. that is terrible as well. Sure. So. Right. I want to have uh, family dinners on Sundays. Aw. I want us all to live within like, you know, a five minute drive max. Five minutes? Do you want your parents living within five minutes of you? No. I'm talking about <laughs> me being... You know what? Right. I, no, I want, but like you think you think your kids are going to want you living You ever see uh, Everyone Loves Raymond? No. I want that. I want that situation. Okay. I want to be right next door to my kids. It's a lot. Oh, I want a triplex. Are those... Is that a thing? A tri... Like a duplex with an, oh. with an add-on? With an addition? <laughs> <laughs> For Charlie and his family. <laughs> oh, you guys out back. <laughs> you all live together. Um, yeah, but that's just, I mean, I've never heard of anything quite so extreme as, especially a mother-in-law. She must not have any daughters, so maybe she thinks this is like her, she's living vicariously oh, yeah. through yeah, her daughter-in-law. I don't know. Yeah, we're just for fun, you know, making some assumptions. Yeah, uh, but I like to do that. I like to assume and I like to judge. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like uh, this guy's probably only child. Yes, right. That's all. She's That's have. a fair statement as well. Mm-hmm. So she's isolated, very lonely. Mm-hmm. Idea of family is very important to her, and it's a little uh, warped, and it needs yeah. to get fixed. Uh, it's scary sounding. Like, yes, from a psychological mental health. Yeah, yeah. Mental health. There's something going on, but let's take it off the rails <laughs> and make it a movie. Yes, suspense thriller. Who's playing? A part of the mother-in-law. Ooh. And who's playing the mom I'm and who's playing go, the husband? I mean, I love me some Glenn Close, maybe. I almost feel like she would be the, um, the well, the fact that she we were both be... thinking that, it's almost sort of like the uh, the the trope. I mean. Yeah, I love like, that. You know, like, oh, that's who would play that. Right. We need to give this role to, how about Sandra Bullock? Oh, yes. Age her up a little bit. A little bit. You wouldn't even have to age her up that much. I mean, she's in her 50s. You're right. You're right. Yes, Sandra Bullock. Because you know what? 
I want her to be easy on the eyes too. Yeah. Like, you know what? If you're hot and crazy, now it's kind now, of now. Now it's like a little sun of something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if they're crazy. Oh if they're my hot, god. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's okay. So Sandra Bullock. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one because it's not like Glenn Close retread right. a retread. Right. Let's re- let's freshen this up. Let's give the audience some new blood. Yeah. Okay. Who, the husband. Uh, wait, her son or yeah? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Um, hmm. I mean, Timothy Chalamet is like the hot young thing these days. Mm-hmm. Too young? Or Tom Holland? Uh, what I was thinking is you need the guy that's kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, what do I do? You know, he's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, he's, he's always been mama's boy, but he yeah. definitely knows mom's being weird, but he's afraid of his mom. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's with his wife. It's David Schwimmer. David Wait, Schwimmer. David Schwimmer is her son yeah. or her husband? Grandma's the father of the child. Okay, wait. David yeah. Schwimmer's the same age as Sandra Bullock. Yes. Oh yeah. I think oh, so. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> he no, you got to go young. Yeah, you're right. You got to go like twenties. Oh, I don't know anyone who's in. The I 20s. know that's why the only people I could name were Timothy Chalamet. And okay, let's go, let's go with those guys, whoever they are. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's who's the who's the the, the wife. Well, then I have to go with, I don't because I don't know anybody in their 20s. I have to go with Zendaya only because I know she's dating Tom Holland. And I only know that because Avery told me. Okay. Well, there we go. We got the movie. We got the movie. You know who's not going to be in this movie? Hmm. Ariana Grande. Yeah. Grande. Okay. On high rotation at the Fink household, we have a TV show on Disney <gasps> called Victorious. Victorious. Oh! Now, let me tell you something. Oh! Okay. Look we're at gonna, me. I'm, I'm literally covering my ears. Let's, let's close on this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because I want to share my story and you tell me Mm -hmm. what you think because my wife and I had a that's exactly what I was thinking it's always in the background yes you know it's like just I don't see it I just hear it I just hear voices and out of context conversations and Mm -hmm. snippets but there was one voice on the show that I found particularly annoying Mm -hmm. I thought it was annoying it sounds like yeah. this. It's like I'm, I'm trying to act. Oh my god! I didn't know we were gonna do that today. <laughs> I want to punch her in the face. You nailed it, by <laughs> the know, way. I know. You nailed it. <laughs> and guys, she didn't even do any warm ups or practice. No rehearsal. That mm. was just cold. Yeah. And you nailed it. It just speaks to it. so Ariana Grande in this movie. So I, the show. I was getting so irritated by it. Like the Cars for Kids commercial irritated. Yes. I stopped what I was doing in the kitchen, making dinner. I walk in, and I just have to absorb visually, what am I hearing? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make sense of, like, why is this person such a bad actor? Like, what is her character? Is she supposed she's to be? She's an idiot. She, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, she's supposed to be a bad actress or, or what? Yeah, she's supposed to be an idiot, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised that Disney would say, hey, that's why you play a role of a dumb girl. Like, aren't they all women in power? And maybe, maybe, maybe not back then. Victoria's came out a while. Oh, Victoria's it is came out a little old. while ago. Yeah, that was pre Ariana Grande being Ariana Grande. True, that's true. I mean, she's definitely got the last laugh. Yeah, true. Stupid laugh, yeah. but <laughs> the last one. Yeah. So, so I, I was watching it. I asked my daughter about it, and I just realized, okay, so she's just not that smart, and it's being played by a character is being played by a bad actress. Mm-hmm. Now I know I can leave, and I can say turn it down. I don't have to hear it. Yep. Brought it up with my wife. My wife's take was, I thought it was a deaf character. <gasps> no, really? She thought it was a deaf character and was um, pleased that Disney had given that representation. 
Oh, Leslie. To the point where she <laughs> did what I did to go check. Like, I, I want to like, see this. Like, no. It's, oh, my God. That, that, so if you don't know the show, guys, that's how bad Ariana Grande <laughs> sounds. She sounds like a deaf person who is working with a, with a linguist. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, to, to speak mm-hmm. without ever actually hearing. You know, it's. Not it's gonna, bad. I'm not going to. Uh, it's nails on a chalkboard rough to listen to. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> oh, hey. All right. Liz, All right. You want to wrap it up? And I'm going to yes. do it with the, um, I'm going to, I'm going to play the, the closed bed. So you have like 20 seconds. You ready? Mm. So, okay. This is where I have to like actually time it. Yeah. All right. I'll do my best. Do your best. And if you, if you don't nail it, that's fine. Okay. You know, just wing it. Okay. Okay. All right, listeners, thank you guys as always for joining us. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt. See you later. You guys still there? Take care. 20 seconds is a long time. <laughs>